welcome to Iron Empire Radio, the supreme authority. Alright PJ, this is episode 11 of Iron Empire Radio, and uh, once again we had a, a week off, and I've been receiving emails and messages, when will the show be, when will the show be, so uh, for everybody out there, surprise, right now. Yep, that's how we do it, we surprise everybody with new shows, yep. and um, something a little bit different about this show is I am actually on uh, my home line instead of my cell phone. Wow, we really upgraded. We're moving up. Next, we'll get a real microphone. It'll be. It's really. It's like I'm so excited. I'm actually laying in my bed uh, talking to you. I feel like it's like when you're in high school, and like you, you know, you're in like tenth grade, and you, and you meet that girl that you really like, and you and you talk to her on the phone at night. And <laughs> get, like that's how I feel right now talking to you on my phone. It's, it's very exciting. It's gonna be just like that because back then you talked for hours, and tonight you'll probably talk for. <laughs> At least an hour and a half. So Exactly. And the subject matter will probably be exactly the same as it would have been back then, too. <laughs> yeah. That, that would have been some strange conversation with a girl in, in seventh grade or whatever. <laughs> uh, what, you didn't talk about ATMs with girls when yeah. you were in a seventh, tenth, tenth grade, ninth we were, grade? We were just talking about that, and I guess we should bring it up now, the, the, the ATMs. And you asked me if Darielle wanted an ATM, would I give it to her? And I, and I told you... That I guess that I would. I guess that I would because you know I love her, and when you love somebody, you do do things you might not want to do uh, to your girlfriend or to anybody else. You know, if you, as much as I love you, PJ, if you ask me for an ATM, no, nah, I might have to. I might have to pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what if I asked you for an ATM? Um, no, I'd have to pass on that one too. It would you be, would, okay? Yeah, it would be. It would be tough, but um, I would have to make the decision. I have to draw the line somewhere. You know. What if I, as, as, as I asked it, like, what if, as I was presenting you the option of giving me an ATM, I had a, a, a picture, like an 8 by 10 close-up of my actual asshole, like, to entice you with? Like, like, hey, you could have this and actually, you know, go a little further with it if you want. Would it be blown that, like, up? Would it be blown up to larger than uh, full normal life size? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without so, a doubt. It would be zoomed in, you know, like the Hubble Space Telescope. Like, you were actually really saying, you were saying you're going to be selling 8x10s at the Arnold. Is that what you're going to be selling 8x10s? <laughs> Those are the ones <laughs> that I'll actually be selling. Imagine if I actually put that announcement out on uh, Facebook and uh, I broke the record for 8x10s being sold at the Arnold. <laughs> and you were signing pictures of your asshole. Just, just, just pictures of my hole. Do you I, think- I would actually use my asshole as like one of the periods in the PJ. <laughs> do you think that do you think that Joel would have a problem with that Joel from Species if you had like just like 100 8x10s of normal 8x10s and then interspersed in there you'd like just spread them out and then there was like one of just an asshole for like $10. You think mm. Joel it would bother Joel or Joel would be like okay, I, I don't okay. know. I don't even know if he'd be phased by it. I mean, I'm sure he's seen his share of assholes in his day, you know. Joel definitely would not be phased by it. I just don't know if he would go along with his plan for the uh Yeah, he probably marketing. would go along with his plan. I don't think he'd be too freaked out by it though. No, I don't think much would freak out Joel. No, I don't think so either from the stories he's told me. No. Um, but um, I guess uh, the first thing we're talking about today is uh, last week's show, or what, the week before last show. Yes. You know, we talked about something that it was. It seemed innocuous at the time. We mentioned Body by V. Uh-huh. And um, we talked about, like, getting BMWs and, like, you know, getting people to sell their products and stuff. And maybe, hypothetically, would we do this to get some BMWs or whatever they, you know. We've all agreed that if we could have the BMW in advance, right. we would actually sell the body. That's actually something we talked about off there. Did we talk about that on the show, or was that off there? Uh, you know what? I don't remember. I don't remember. I know that that is, that is something we agreed. If we could get the BMWs in advance, then that, that could we could actually be interested in body by V. 
Yes. Anybody from Body by V that's actually listening to the show this week that was angry at us for the last show, if you would give me an advancement on a, a brand new BMW, I will certainly push uh, Body by V for you, just in case uh, you guys are listening. Absolutely, and and uh, and I will do the same. Yeah, you can have a free uh free spot on Iron Empire Radio. All we need is uh, some some. I like I'll take a black five series. You want a seven series? You're like the um, car. You know what? I'm driving a big car right yeah. now. I yeah. love my big car, and I'm not going to get rid of it. So I'll take a smaller. I'll take a three thirty XI like those. Yeah. Okay. Um, Reasonable. They're, sport, they're sporty. I'll put the little body by V uh, logo on my doors, right. so people can see me driving on the highway. They're like, oh, "That's a nice little Beamer." Oh, body by V right on the door <laughs> figures. Makes sense. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Hey, you know what's funny is ever ever since we talked about that, uh, it's like a little joke in my head. Every time I see a BMW, I'm always like, "Huh, I wonder if that guy pushes body by V." <laughs> so so anyway, we got, I got I got three emails. And I got one from somebody that we know who competes. Her and her mm-hmm. husband sell Body by V, and she was very nice and respectful. She thinks that maybe we misunderstand the whole program and that she was telling me that it's great and that she's made more money doing that than anything else. And she would actually like to uh, talk to me on the phone and tell me more about it. You know, I told her very nice that I declined. You know, I'm not interested in hearing anything about it. And that their products may be good. Um, it's the whole idea of the multi-level marketing that, that yeah. bothers me. I don't want to... We have people selling products for me who are going to get people to sell products for them. Who are going to, you know, I don't like that whole um, the, the pyramid deal. I don't like that. So it, it, they could be selling great products. I just don't like the marketing behind it. That's my problem. Yeah, I, I, I am completely with you. Although I might be really missing the boat here with the amount of subscribers that I have on Facebook. I might be able to get those subscribers to push Body by V for me. Yeah, if you have 40,000, imagine if you could just get 10% of them. You could have... Uh, four four thousand people under you selling body by V. I could have a whole garage filled with BMWs. Oh yeah, at least. I mean, at that point, they'll have to move you up to something else. You'll have to get a Ferrari or Lamborghini or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, or a jet. We, we we do want to state that the that the, uh, the people we're speaking of who contacted you, we actually do like them. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, and um, they're good people, and uh, we are ballbusters. It's kind of like what we do, uh, and we don't want them to. Uh, have any animosity. I told him, I told him, uh, PJ, I told her, I said, listen, I'm a fan of money and PJ is a fan of money. I mean, Hey, I'm Jewish, right? So it's obvious I'm a fan of money. So if she's making good money on it, God bless her. You know what I mean? That's exactly. I agree. Um, now the other two emails, PJ were not as nice. And one even called me a dirty Jew in the email, which you are, which you are, which I am, but it wasn't nice to hear it from them because we're not friends. You know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, yes. yes, yes. Um, so it was a little inappropriate. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, they both were really mad, and uh, you know, they said that uh, basically that Body by V was too good for us anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So uh, you know, maybe we wouldn't even be accepted to Body by V at this point because uh, do, you, do you think that Body by V would turn us away after hearing about us? Well, this guy, this guy who wrote me is in something called the Ambassadors Club. He signed the email with Ambassadors Club. So he may be uh, somebody who makes the decisions over there. I don't know. This could be the president for all I know. He's an ambassador. So Interesting. Yeah. It's not very, not he, a very he's good probably, ambassador. He's probably driving um, an A40, I would guess. <laughs> oh, probably. You know, yeah. i got to say, PJ, you're not a very good ambassador if you're, like, cursing at people and stuff. Don't you think? Um, No, no. I, I, I wouldn't... Uh... Picture any of like our United States ambassadors um, cursing out people from other countries for their, you know, disbelieving in their beliefs or anything like that. But, yeah, um, I, 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 I got to tell you, 
I thumbs up for him. I, I got to give him a thumbs up for calling you a dirty Jew. Uh, any guy that calls you out like that is is okay in my book. And uh, and I, I I would like him to know um, that um, I think that uh, that it took a lot of balls to uh, <laughs> on, on the internet send you a message calling you a dirty Jew. Yeah, you're right. You're right, PJ. He um, he. We uh... all know how tough people are on the computer. Yeah, that's uh, that that goes without saying. You uh, had a exciting last week. Obviously, people um, who heard the, the last show, we talked about you going to Costa Rica for this guest posing. You were very excited about it. Uh, you were leaving. Um, I think you were just leaving a few days later, or no, maybe that was a week before. I don't know. Anyway, we talked about you going to Costa Rica, and um, if people are listening to this and they haven't seen your video yet, uh, you actually sent me I think five videos you took with your iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I combined this, uh, it was a little less, it was like 18 minutes of footage into a nine minute video. And I put some music in it. I did what I could to uh, spice it up. And right now we're looking at over 3,000 people have watched this freaking thing. So uh, it's obviously pretty good. People are interested in seeing uh, your trip to Costa Rica. So as many people are interested in seeing it, I figured uh, you could give us a little more detail about how fantastic your trip was to Costa Rica and uh, how the guest posing went. <laughs> yeah, and people people have been tweeting me and Facebooking me and stuff, and I, I decided to not even say anything other than that it sucked and that I want everybody to listen to the show, and uh, I will tell the Costa Rica story. What's funny is that on the last show we were talking about um, somebody had brought up my guest pose in Florida and how that work, work wound up being like such a treacherous experience. Uh, this was not as bad as that, but it was pretty damn bad, and I am now... Uh, I'm going to detail the Costa Rica story uh, the best I can without carrying on too long because it was a few days. Uh, now, typically, so people can understand, when you guest pose at a show, um, now, have I guest posed at tons of shows? No, I'm not Dexter Jackson. I'm not Jay Cutler. I'm not in demand like that. But I've probably guest posed at, I would say, somewhere between seven and ten shows. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty basic. Uh, if you're not in the area, you get flown in the day before, you do your guest pose the next day. Perhaps you do a little bit of a meet and greet. Uh, I actually do seminars. A lot of people uh, typically like for me to do seminars at gyms and stuff like that because, uh, you know, I'm known as a trainer. Um, and then you go home the next day. Sometimes the promoters take you out to nice dinner. Uh, I'm sure guys like Jay Cutler get, get treated much better than that. I'm sure they get flown first class and they get, they get the nines. I don't expect anything like that. Now, these guys contacted me a while ago, and they didn't actually contact me themselves. I actually have a client that I train. Uh, I was training her for the show, and um, she was doing bikini, and she speaks English, and these guys don't speak English. So they used her as the translator to see if I would come and get posed there, which uh, I figured this is such an awesome opportunity. So, of course, I said yes. Now, I gave them a fee that is basically what I always charge for just a one-day guest pose, um, and figured, you know what, this is going to be such an awesome experience. I asked them if they would bring my girlfriend out there and if they could bring us in a couple days early so we could actually have like a nice little romantic vacation out of it. And we were both so excited Googling Costa Rica and the, the beautiful beaches. They're known for having some of the most beautiful white sand beaches in the world and you know all this, just the, the, the nature and everything there. There's just so much to see. So... We don't even get our plane tickets from these people till literally, literally the day before we were supposed to leave. It had gotten to the point where I was like, you know what, babe, I don't know if we're going. 
You know, they, they paid me a deposit. I wanted half the money up front. So I, I was assuming that we were going, but I had no plane tickets. You were getting, the, you were getting worried. Actually, you were telling me that you really, you really did not think it was going to happen at that point. Yes. Now she had already uh, taken off from work and, you know, uh, we obviously didn't arrange anybody to bring us to the airport because we didn't even know if we were going to go. So we, we get these tickets last minute. They're the worst tickets, obviously, because they waited till last minute. Um, so we fly um, out of LAX fairly early in the day, um, about, you know, 10 in the morning. Now, typically when you do this, these people will give you a nice... Um, you know, once one flight, one, one way there, there's no stops, there's no layovers, just get there, you go. You know, that's, that's the courteous thing to do. And um, you ask for, most bodybuilders ask for an aisle seat. You're a larger person, you can lean out into the aisle a little bit. You never want a middle seat. Of course, I have middle seat. Um, and uh, I was very pissed off about that. Um, but that's what happens when you book a flight last minute. So I'm sitting in the middle. And I'm not on my way to Costa Rica. I'm on my way to Mexico City. <laughs> I sit in Mexico City for a couple hours. We have to go through all this ridiculous. What was the airport like in Mexico City? I have to ask. Um, Appearance-wise, it's 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 okay. All right. Um, there's everybody has guns. Uh, even like the people that sit down to like scan your luggage, they have guns. <laughs> um, it's nobody speaks English, of course. Of course. Why would anybody speak English? Um, and it's, it's, it's hard. You've got to fill out all this paperwork to go, like, put your luggage through the security and this and that. It's, it's nuts, right? Right. Um, it's, it's a hassle. So they, uh, they, put, they, they book this flight, right, with not enough time for us to actually go through all that and then get oh, on our next connecting flight. So, somehow we barely make it, like, within a matter of five minutes. I wanted to poop. You know, like you're flying, like you want to go to the bathroom, you want to be comfortable. I didn't have time to do any of that. We had to like really like race our way to get onto the next thing, going through all the security and stuff. What kind um, of flight did you take from Mexico City to Costa Rica? It had to be a shitty airplane, huh? Uh, another shitty one, Aero Mexico. <laughs> um, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. We didn't get to our hotel till almost two o'clock in the morning, right? So we're exhausted. Um, we've been traveling since ten in the morning. Uh, obviously, we're up a couple hours earlier than that, of course. Now, we get to our hotel, and the girl who was my client picked us up because obviously she's the singlest. She's going to help us out. Um, and I, it was very sweet of her to be helping them out. She was getting no money from them. She was doing this as a favor to the promoters. They wanted to make the show a big deal, supposedly, in Costa Rica. They're trying to make bodybuilding big there. It's not big there. Um, we get to the hotel. And now I had already had a bad feeling. You know when you just get that bad feeling, that like sixth sense, that spider sense, when you get that little <laughs> tingling and you're like, something bad's going to happen. Um, I think we've all gotten it before. I got it. So I looked at Amber. At what, at what point did you get it? Um, when we were walking into the hotel um, with my client and not the promoter. I was surprised he didn't greet me at the airport. That's very strange. Great. Um, I said to her, no matter what, you never show a credit card to anybody. If they ask you for a credit card for incidentals, you don't have one. And she was like, okay. Because um, I just had a feeling something fishy was going on. We get to the hotel. Sure enough, our room is not paid for. 
Um, so they're asking for a credit card. I'm like, I don't have one. Amber doesn't have one either. The girl that picked me up, my poor client, she puts her credit card uh-oh, down. Uh-oh. Calls the guy, the promoter. They're fighting in Spanish on the phone. I guess he's telling her he's going to take care of it the next day. Right? Um, I, I look at Amber. I'm like, remember what I said? You never show your credit card. We're not getting screwed in this deal. You know? Uh-huh. Um, so she's like, well, Carlos is going is to greet you guys in the morning, and then you'll have the whole day to do whatever you want. So morning comes. Nobody gets a hold of us. Nobody speaks English, of course. Time's going by. I'm, I'm pissed off, right? That's when you saw that video. Uh, Amber is, is cute. She's, she's learned uh, to videotape me, like, when I'm agitated. That usually makes for, like, good entertainment, like, you know, good videos. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, pissed, pacing around. And that's when she made that video um, of them basically just keeping us hanging. So at, at this point, it's almost 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We wasted the whole day. We could be at the beach. We could be doing all these cool things. We're just waiting to talk to this promoter. Um, finally, the girl calls and says that they're coming. I told him, her to tell him I'm not going anywhere or doing anything until I have the rest of my money in my hand. Um, and I was going to give him a speech on how poor uh, I felt I was being treated. And I'm in no way. He can't speak English, so what are you gonna, how are you going to speak to him? She was going to translate. I'm like, you're going to translate for me. Oh, okay. So the guy finally gets there. I give my speech, right? And the guy's just nodding his head, nodding his head. What's the speech? What's the speech? I was like, I was explaining to him the whole concept of the guest poser. I'm the person that's going to actually bring attention to your show. Nobody cares about the little dinky people that you are going to have competing <laughs> in your show, other than their family members. I mean, think about it. That's just the way it goes. You people go to see the guest poser. You, you use my picture on a poster for months. You put me in all these things. You basically used me, and, and you're treating me like shit. You put me on the worst flight ever. My room is not even paid for. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, so I got the money, you know, before I did, I did my speech, of course, because I had a feeling that my speech would actually possibly hinder me from, get, from getting the money. Right. So I was nice first, got my money, then gave my speech. So he simply, he's explained to me the rest of my weekend would be great. They would make it up to me, blah, blah, blah. They bring me to this mall, like literally a shopping mall, where there was uh, a, a local newspaper and uh, two um, TV channels, uh, like actual like camera crews. It was kind of funny. Mm. Um, there to, uh, to um, basically ask me questions uh, for, the, for the news. And, dude, the questions they were asking me, they're, like, first of all, I had to have somebody translate. But they're basically asking me, like, how did I prepare for this competition? And I'm like, do they know? Do they understand I'm not competing? And they were like, how do I feel about my opponents, about my chances? And what? I'm just like, these people have no clue what's going on, you know. So, and the best thing about this is that I actually didn't see it. I'm gonna try to find a link for everybody. But when they actually aired it on the news that night, they cut my voice out and put in a Spanish guy oh. answering the questions. They dubbed in the Spanish voice. How awesome. awesome is that? That's awesome. So I'm really hoping that I can see that. That'll be pretty funny. So this took about a half an hour. And then uh, they had arranged us a tour for that evening, right? It's now 5 o'clock. The tour guy gets there and tells us that there is no point to go anywhere because of how bad the traffic was. We're like, really? And, and we basically go home. So that was a complete waste of Friday. Wow. Now, Saturday, I'm supposed to do 
uh, a seminar in the morning, and then I have the day to myself. The seminar was supposed to be from 10 to 11. We get there at like 9.45. Uh, there's literally 10 freaking people there, right? So, of course, the promoter's not even there until 10.30. We start late. I do my seminar for the 10 people. I wind up just doing a Q&A after a while, and I just ask me whatever you want. You know, I mean, not as well. It, it was basically like hanging out with some Costa Ricans instead of doing a real seminar. Were they asking uh, about drug stuff? Uh, no, Actually, nobody asked about drugs. Interesting. Nobody. I was, I was surprised. You would think um, that they would, that's all they would ask about. Actually, there was one kid that was very intelligent, and he actually spoke English. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he goes to a bilingual school, and he asked very intelligent questions. He was asking, like, like my opinion on what are the best rep ranges for growth, and uh, he asked if I feel it's best to train hands and quads together or to put them into separate days, and what, it, what do I feel is the best post-workout nutrition and he, he actually asked some good questions like you should have like you should have pulled a dave palumbo and uh, dave says you should scooch him away I'm like come with me you're gonna be with me for this weekend <laughs> uh, i need your help you can you're gonna help me it'll be great great i'll teach you stuff come 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 with me for this weekend uh, I, I, I should have yeah. i was very impressed with him he, uh, that kid's english actually made me feel bad about how poor my spanish was um anyway we, we do this, and then our tour guides show up. Now, we were supposed to have an English-speaking tour guide, right? We did not. We had this lady that didn't speak English. What good is a tour five. guide that doesn't speak English? I, I was blown away by this. Now, here's the thing. We're going to see this volcano, and we're going to go to see these waterfalls. They told us that it was 45 minutes away. Now, we learned that in Costa Rica, the Costa Ricans are called Ticos, and Ticos are on their own time, Tico time. And Tico time is, is not accurate. Um, so if, if, if a Tico says something is 15 minutes, it's hour uh, and so forth. You understand what I'm saying? So this is not, so this, we, is we not but this is not like a, a legitimate thing. This is just something like a, there's no such thing as like, like people don't say that's Tico time. Well, apparently the whole country is like that and it's like <laughs> Tico time. They all They're run on Tico time. Them. Yeah, they all run on Tico time. Oh. So... Um, we didn't know this yet. Um, so this lady picks us up in this weird van. It was actually a Toyota, um, but it was interesting. It was shaped like one of those old Volkswagen buses. Um, you know, like the kind of bus that you yeah. see, like like a hippie selling like acid out of the back of. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and it was a stick shift, and I, I found this to be um, uh, not only interesting, but but uh, increasingly annoying as time went by. She would stay in second gear. Um, for extremely long periods of time now, uh, anybody that drives stick shift knows second gear is not a fast gear. Uh, so people were passing us um, like crazy. And uh, it's, it's actually um, not good for the car to do that for very long. The car was, was <laughs> fighting. It wanted to get put into third gear so badly. <laughs> and, and I was in the back seat. I was like, why, why is she not shifting? Like, I don't understand. And then all of a sudden she'd shift, and you'd be like, oh. And then it would go back, um, and then we'd be going down a hill. And, uh, like, rather than just putting it into neutral and coasting, she'd have it, like, in second gear and just let it be, like, fighting. Like, you'd see the RPMs fighting uh, as you're going down the hill. Uh, And it actually made uh, Amber very sick. She was laying down on my lap. Uh, And I I never get car sick ever, and I was, like, ready to puke from the way this woman was driving. The road that we had to go on 
was like a windy dirt road. It was very narrow, and it was like basically <laughs> a windy road straight up a mountain, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they definitely had the heat on in the car. I was trying to turn it off, but we were getting blasted with heat. Now, I, I was like, if the heat is not on, it must be 100 degrees out today. I'm sweating. I want to puke. Amber's sick. I felt, like, terrible for her. We finally get to this place. Two hours in that fucking car we were in, right? Wow. We get out of the car. It's the most beautiful day in the history of beautiful days. There's a cool breeze. It's not that hot. It's probably like 75 degrees. And I was like, yep, I knew they had the fucking heat on in there. What the fuck? <laughs> so we just wanted to get away. I honestly, like, I, I was, like, visualizing myself punching this woman. That's how bad she was driving. <laughs> Uh, and just taking the car. Myself. I can't believe I can't believe that knowing you, you wouldn't have told her like get out and go move over and like start driving from there. Uh, even Amber was like getting really mad. She was like, "Why is she not shifting?" You know. <laughs> um, and and we we got out of the car and I was really pissed. And uh, that's actually when Amber made the, the next video. Uh, and it was kind of funny. I, I was like, "You're just going to videotape me when I'm pissed off." And yeah. she was just like, "Yeah, just talk, whatever." So you know, we walked up to the volcano. The volcano was pretty awesome. Um, no videos of no videos of the volcano, unfortunately. No videos of the volcano. I took some pictures. I put a picture up on uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, you guys can go to my Facebook page, PG Ron, and see the picture of Amber and I. It's got like two thousand likes already. Um, and then we went to the waterfalls, which uh, Amber loved the waterfalls. So I'm glad that we had that highlight. Like she's really, really into nature, um, and uh, she thought it was like amazing and just so beautiful. And uh, she wanted to stay there for a while, so we stayed there for a while, and it was like. It was really cool. The one waterfall, um, I think the biggest one was like a hundred and twenty foot drop, and you could stand behind it and like feel all the water come down and stuff. It was it was pretty awesome. But the whole time, uh, in the back of my mind, I knew I had to go back in that van, and it was kind of ruining it was kind of ruining the experience for me, because as nice as the waterfall was, I, I just didn't know if I could make it. I honestly didn't know if I could make it home in that van. That's how bad it was. And we started talking about it as we're he heading back. Um, and we had to go through this again, and it took even longer to go home. The woman actually got lost. Have you ever heard of a, a tour guide getting lost before? No, I've never. I've never heard of such a thing. I've also never heard of a, a, a tour guide for Americans not speaking English. No, and they would kind of follow us around. Like you'd look, and they'd be they'd be like lingering in the background, you know, like kind of like stalking us out, right? But not but not really with us. It was very strange. Uh, and uh, but you know, this is. Uh, it was par for the course for the way the trip was going. So uh, we get we get back right, and um, this is this is actually one of the funnier, uh, better parts of the trip. Uh, a doctor, an actual real MD in Costa Rica, who's a huge fan of mine, came to my a, a, uh, gay, a gay doctor. I don't think he was gay. I actually think he wanted to bang my client. Ah. Um. He was a good-looking dude, um, friendly guy, good shape. You know, you could tell he was into bodybuilding. Younger guy, I would guess he's probably 30-ish. Um, and uh, he was like, anything you want, anything you need here, you let me know. I'll write you a script. It's yours. And I was like, anything? And uh, he was like, yeah. Now, I'm not going to get into too much detail uh, <laughs> about, about the things that I asked for. <laughs> but uh, let's just say he wrote me a, a bunch of scripts and uh, – I got all the things that I wanted. Uh, and, uh, I, uh, that, that was actually pretty interesting going into the pharmacy. That I felt was, like, a, like that was the best thing of the whole trip. It sounds like. Yeah, I, I actually felt like a baller going into the pharmacy asking for those things. I, I was like, I would like blah blah blah, and they were like, you need this prescription for that, and I'd be like, here you go, put it on the <laughs> counter. <laughs> so um, that was kind of funny and, and uh, cool. 
Um, I bet they don't have want- the same. They don't have the same oversight there with doctors and prescriptions as they do here. I can imagine. Yeah, there's there's pharmacies everywhere there too. Yeah. Um, all right. So the show was Sunday, right? And they said that they wanted me to close the show with my guest pose. Yeah. And I can have the day to do whatever I want. I don't need to be there until five o'clock. They're they're telling us about this beautiful beach, right? It's uh, an hour and a half away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the really really beautiful beach. They said it was two and a half hours away. We both agreed we could not spend two and a half hours in the car. Now we decided to go to the closer beach. They they said it was amazing. Whatever, blah blah blah. Uh, this woman took us on a two hour ride in that goddamn van. Oh no! Yep, uh, to a beach that. Uh, was the dirtiest beach I've ever been to in my life. And I've been to some shitty beaches. Um, I've been to some beautiful beaches. I've been to some shitty ones. This was the shittiest beach. Uh, anybody that's uh, actually from Connecticut uh, that's listening to this or from the New York, Connecticut area, it was similar to Squance Pond. And I'm sure there's one person out there that's going to laugh when they, when they hear me say Squance Pond because uh, when I told my mom that, she was hysterically laughing. Well, the um, water, I've seen the video, and the water there um, looked nice and the scenery looked nice. The water was the brownest water I've ever seen, uh, and there was garbage in the water. There was garbage on the beach, and there was homeless people sleeping in the streets uh, on benches, uh, in tents on the beach, um, and there was just trash everywhere. It was smelly and dirty and gross. The sand was disgusting. It was not like the white sand, beautiful beaches and, and pristine blue waters that you see when you, when you, uh, you know, go and look at uh, uh, you know, Costa Rica online. Now, as soon as we got there, we looked around. We wanted to be out. There was no tourists there. No tourist would ever want to go there. It was just a local shitty ass beach. And what we found out later on was a very, very bad area. <laughs> um, of course, our tourist, our tour guide didn't have our phone numbers and we didn't have their phone number. Uh, they just disappeared. Um, so what we were trying to do is get a hold of my client who's freaking competing in the show to get a hold of them to get us the hell out of there. Now, nobody speaks English. Uh, I went into a restaurant that actually had a sign that said they spoke English, but nobody in there spoke English. And I was simply saying to the woman, can I please use your phone? Because Amber and I both had no cell phone service, right? You say telefono, telefono. The woman was not understanding. I was pointing at her telephone and then pointing at me and doing the sign like that, like I'm going to call and talk, please, <laughs> like motioning the phone. She wasn't understanding. She just kept shaking her head no. Finally, she I probably actually, didn't. She probably didn't want you to use the phone. She probably, no, you can't. She was behind like a glass cake, like case, like, you know, like the bank teller, but there was yeah. a hole in it. And I actually reached my arm through the hole and took the phone away from her. <laughs> and, and, and I just made the call, and she just kind of sat there and watched me. I left a message saying, please, can you have them come back and get us out of here? Um, I actually knew that they weren't going to come back, though. I, 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 Amber was like, maybe they'll come soon. I was like, they're not coming. I was like, there's a bar right there. Let's just fucking get drinks. Is that what you did? She was like, she was like before your guest pose, I was like, I don't even care anymore. So we were drinking rum and cokes, uh, and I don't really drink rum, but I figured I'm in I'm in uh, Costa Rica and they drink rum there, so we'll right. do some rum and cokes. Right. You know, du- we're doing du- double rum and cokes, Malibu and and, and cokes. Did and, you get a uh, buzz? Uh, I got tired, oh, and I hadn't eaten all day, and I was out in the sun and just kind of dehydrated me, which I guess made me look better. Yeah. Um, but but the woman didn't come back for like two more hours, and then we had to go two hours in the car. And, and, you know, we just wanted to do the guest pose and get it over with. And I was very dehydrated and I had a headache, you know, when you drink in the sun and you just feel like shit. So it was not an optimal, like, way to be feeling for a guest pose. I get there, and there's probably 25 people there. Wow. I can, you know, this is the thing. Before you get any further, 
I think about this when you told me originally this story. I think about this, and I wonder, what would Dexter Jackson have done? Because Dexter Jackson was going to be the guest poser before yeah. you got signed on. I can only imagine, like, with De- knowing Dexter, how he would have responded to any of this. Cause he's- oh, I-, I told him, I'm like, you're lucky that he's not here. He would have made sure you guys never do a show ever again. I was like, I'm being extremely patient. I mean, you guys are dropping me off in the wrong places. That one kid that spoke English was there. He was like, what beach did they bring you to? And I told him the name of the beach. He started hysterically laughing. He was like, you couldn't pay me to go to that beach. He was like, that's like the worst part of Costa Rica that they brought you to. And that's the tour guides bring you there. Yes. Um, And the tour guides wanted us to pay them $160 for that. (laughs) And I'm assuming you paid them nothing. I did not pay them $160. They were not getting money for that. So what did, who um, paid them? Uh, I don't know. That's a mystery. They also wanted $40 for um, the guy that showed up on Friday and didn't bring us anywhere because the traffic was so bad. Huh. Uh, he did not get that. I did pay them for the volcano and uh, waterfall thing. Uh, well, they got uh, something for that at least. Yeah. They got more money than they deserved in my opinion. Whatever. Um, now, uh, I, I, I go on stage for like 30 seconds and I'm posing and looking at the crowd of like 25 people tops, it's like empty. So I just got off the stage and I went into the crowd and I just basically took like individual pictures of everybody, did whatever they wanted. I actually was really tired because they, 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 they just would just stand around you with cameras, just taking picture after picture. And you don't know what they're saying. So you're just posing you know what i mean and people are like motioning for me to turn around so i'm doing back shots and they're motioning for me to do this That's so weird. i'm dehydrated and tired but I, I you know they were happy. the people that were there were happy with what i gave them um it's funny because it's I, I can imagine them yelling stuff at you and stuff and you have no idea what they're saying yeah no clue that's no gotta clue be weird um some of the guys the guys um there spoke a little bit of English and that they, they had told me that they appreciated that I came in to actually take individual pictures with them, that they, they had never seen anybody like me before. You know, they'd never seen in like, like what a, like, you know, pro bodybuilder or top national of the bodybuilder looks like. And they're not necessarily the biggest people down there. Um, the, the guy, uh, the guy that won the bodybuilding, uh, show, uh, actually would be like a men's physique guy here. Huh. Well, the, um, uh, this can all be actually seen on the video that we post. I'm going to, it's on my YouTube channel. And that's uh, backslash youtube.com backslash Aaron Segerman. But we're going to put it on the um, we're going to put it on the thread for the show, obviously. Also. Yeah, of course. Now, this is the best part of the story. So the, the promoters now want to take us out to dinner to say, sorry, we don't want to go out to dinner. We just want to go home. Right. We just want to go to our hotel and go home. Now, I told Amber, I go now, Amber's on like one of her little crazy, like I'm not eating kicks and only eating like salads and shit. I, go, <laughs> I don't care if you think you're only eating salads. You're ordering room service, and I am ordering room service for the rest of the night. We're going to continuously order room service to make these mother effers pay for the ruining our vacation. I like how I you like, avoided I, the saying that curse word for Isaac. I like that. Yes. I, I understand that we've been rubbing it in Isaac's face a little bit, so yeah. I, I avoided that one for him. Good, good. Um, so we go back to the hotel, and we are locked out of our room. Go back to the front. They're like the credit card that the guy gave is um, is um, no good. The story, so PJ, I, keeps getting less and less gay as you go on. Oh, God, it's so not gay at this point. So I explain to the guy, I assure him that the promoter is going to pay. I give him the number. I'm like, you have to take it up with him. This has nothing to do with me. I'm just his guest. So they actually let us back into our room. We order all this room service. I seriously ordered like four entrees, all these appetizers that I wasn't going <laughs> to eat. 
Um, and uh, they actually weren't going to give it to us. Um, and I was like, listen, you have to give it to us. The guy's going to take care of everything, right? <laughs> so, um, we, you know, we eat all this room service. Our flight home was the worst flight ever. We had to be uh, at the airport by like 5 o'clock in the morning. And we also had a four and a half hour layover again in Mexico City. So instead of the fast layover that we had the first time, we had a very, very long one, right? Uh, so we're uh, leaving in the morning, and there is a group of security guards waiting for us, telling us that we're not allowed to leave. The girl, who's my client, who actually, by the way, won the overall of the show, so that was another highlight of it, another Braun Fitness victory right there. Mm-hmm. Um, she is like about to cry, saying, you're not allowed to leave, you have to pay. It's, I'm like, I'm not paying shit. I go, pop the trunk to your car now, right? So the, I walk right by the security guards. They're, they're like, sir, sir, like trying to get me to come over. I'm like, Amber, give me your luggage. I throw our luggage in the back of the car. I go, get in the car right now. Get in the goddamn car. And so the girl, like, runs over. They're trying to tell her. They're, like, yelling at her in Spanish not to leave. No, she's panicking. Instead of just driving out the exit, she actually drives right into, like, the center of the actual parking lot. So now we have to turn around, right? I'm like, oh, my God, what are you doing? So she's got to turn her car around, and they're standing there in a, in a row blocking the exit so we can't leave. I go, you fucking drive. Sorry, I said, fucking drive through those motherfuckers just drive through they're, they're not gonna fucking get hit by you so she just floors it and just drives through and the guys like jump out of the way and i'm like just go 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 and she makes a fucking she's like the girls like freaking out and she like flies out of the exit of the hotel and she's like if anything happens where they don't let you guys leave if they call the airport and hold you guys i promise we'll make this up to you and i'm like they can't hold us and she's like well they do have your passports and i'm like damn can they hold us at the airport no, like no. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, they can't do anything, you know. They do have her um, license plate and her credit card number from the back. Yeah, I was assuming that in my head, I was like, she's going to be on some shit. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, that obviously wasn't my problem. I wanted to go home after this, so uh, we get to the airport, and uh, we're about to go through security, and there was a tax, uh, a departure tax. Nice of the promoters to tell us that, which was like seventy bucks to leave the con- the country you actually have to pay a freaking tax. What? So, yep, uh, unbelievable, right? So I, I had to pay that. that. That's another thing I should not have had to pay for. Um, and uh, then we have to go to Mexico, go through all the bullshit again. Four and a half hours we're sitting in Mexico, just bored out of our minds. Uh, there's no good food. It just sucked. And we finally get home. And uh, because I, uh, you know, didn't get my plane tickets until last minute. I had to park in the garage at LAX. That wound up being $146. Whoa. Another thing Another thing that I should not have had to pay for that I'm sure I'll never see money for. Um, so although I did get my $1,000 uh, payment, I wound up losing money. Uh, I mean, I, I made out in the positive, but I definitely didn't get the $1,000 that I was supposed to get now, if, you fa- if you factor in the taxes and then the parking and everything else. Now let me ask you. With the money you made and what the experiences you had and all this stuff, if you could have just skipped the whole thing and stayed home and, and kept doing what you normally would have done during the weekend, would you take back the weekend and give back the money? If you could take it all back and, you know, if, if you could go back in time or would you have done it and, you know? Oh, no way. There's no way I would have went. I mean, I will say we did have a stellar uh, sexual relations while we were in Costa Rica. <laughs> and that was fun, but we could have done that in the privacy of our own home. 
Um, she loved the waterfalls, uh, and I was really glad to have brought her there. I actually felt really bad. I, I was, like, embarrassed um, because I was telling her, like, how amazing of a time we were going to have. And Obviously, she knew it wasn't my fault, but, I mean, I, I felt bad to bring her to such a shitty fucking thing like that. Sorry, Isaac. Well, you'll have many more better guest poses in the future. I'm, I'm sorry that it was bad, uh, but uh, it made for an interesting story, and, and people wanted to hear the details, and now they certainly they they have. Anybody who's listening that doesn't know, PJ has a pretty uh, pretty close to photographic memory, so he can usually recall um, incidences and stories to uh, the most finite detail. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you actually have a great uh, guest posing story with you and Evan Santapani that people want to hear again. Not now, but... In a future yeah, we'll talk about another one. That that uh, that guest pose was actually worse than this one yeah. for different reasons. Right. Uh, and that one uh, we will save for another episode because it's a long story. Yeah, and we're we're actually running. Uh, we we I want to get to our uh, our guest um, for the for the I guess for our conversation after the commercial break, and that's actually uh, Rob DiMaggio, who is the owner and CEO and proprietor of Iron Mag Labs, who I'm sponsored by. And uh, this show is brought to you by, um, he is uh, a, the uh, title sponsor of this show. And uh, so w- what I want to do, PJ, is before we go to the commercial break and we let you choose your music, uh, mm-hmm. I want to do our shout outs. I know we don't have a tremendous list of them this time. In case people are want to know, you're listening, you want to do get a shout out or you want us to say something specifically to you, um, the best place to go. And it makes it easier for, for PJ because he's the one collecting these names is go to our Facebook fan page and just type in Iron Empire Radio and uh, put your request on the page because we'll have a list of uh, people. Uh, you can give a suggestion for a topic and that'll be after the commercial break. Also, we'll be um, talking about topic suggestions. So, um, you know, give a topic suggestion, ask for a shout out, do it on the Facebook page or, of course, you can tweet us. And, and PJ's Braun Fitness. I'm just Aaron Sangerman, one word. So, PJ, let's do the shout-outs. This week's shout-outs are... Now, before I give the shout-outs, we have some very, very big news. We can keep the people hanging, I think. Should we keep the people hanging during the commercial for the big news uh, that's going to be announced? Um, I don't even know what the big news is. My big news? Oh, I think you do know what the big news is, my friend. My big news? Is that what you mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we don't have time to do it now. I want to get Robert on, so we'll have to do it after. All right, so we'll have Robert be a part of it, too. The shout-outs for this week... And I'm sure I probably, once again, missed one or two of you, which I actually think is kind of like a little fun thing with the shout-outs, like the people that I actually missed. Um, it's, it's, it's like, let's see when I can actually get everybody. But it's tough tracking them all down. So this week we have uh, Matt Whedon, uh, Jessica Dunn, who is, has been a listener since the beginning, who is a, a figure competitor. She's an amazing uh, physique. And, I love uh, that. I love that we have a lot of women listeners. Yes, I, I, I wanted to point that out. I, I, I like that we have we actually have attractive women listening to our show, not just gay guys and crazy meatheads. We've mm-hmm. we've we've reached out to a, and the hearts of so many people. You know what we could do, PJ? That would be fun. We need to do like a, a uh, like a dating game sometime where we can get one of our meathead guy listeners and we can get one of our attractive single female listeners and we could do like a dating game. We get like three meatheads and one attractive female. That's a fantastic idea. I think that's something for the future. Okay, good. Um, first thing we need for that, girls, who's listening, send your applications to me or PJ if you want to be on the dating game. That would be great. All we need is one attractive woman that's willing. Yes. Okay, go. Um, okay, back to the shout-outs. Our boy, Patrick Barnes, he loves the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Allen, Robert Holt, 
who actually also wanted us to shout out Jody uh, Daniel, I believe is the way to pronounce yeah. the name. Yeah. Uh, Big Nut, Jim Davis, Adam Bray, uh, who actually lives out here, uh, Vinny the Body and T-Bone, mm-hmm. who actually, remember when I said on the last shout-out that I loved that, that Vinny the Body and T-Bone, I loved that name. That's actually a father and son. I thought that was uh-huh. pretty cool. He actually privately contacted me and said he appreciated it, and his son who is uh, 10 years old, uh, is, uh, already loves bodybuilding, and Evan Centipani and myself are his favorite bodybuilders, so his son was really excited to hear them get shouted out on the show. So we'll shout them out again, Vinny the Body and T-Bone. Uh, Ashley Schmidt, Omar Hurtado, Johnny Styles, um, Charlie D, Max Cervantes, uh, Janine Mutton. Uh, we have to shout out um, uh, the Muscle Girls, Inc., our good friend uh, Christina Voynich, uh, half of Muscle Girls Inc. I noticed uh, tweeted that we should shout them out. I actually only know one half of Muscle Girls Inc. Uh, right. You you know both girls. Are, well, uh, I know Christina much better. Obviously, she hosts guest hosts or co-hosts. I mean, uh, Access Bodybuilding with me, and we talk regularly. You know, she's she and I are friends, and obviously, I'm friends with Mike Libertoy, her boyfriend, uh, yeah. Diana Dahlgren. I'm I'm friendly with, but we don't talk on the phone or anything like that. But she's a very nice girl, also. Well, I have not met her, but we'll shout her out anyway. She is. Uh, half of Muscle Girls Inc. We always support Muscle Girls Inc. And I would like to give a, a personal shout out to my brother from another mother, Guy Sisternino, who just signed with Weeder AMI, mm-hmm. an exclusive contract. And I actually trained Guy for the first NPC show that he ever won back in the day. And nobody thought that kid would do anything in bodybuilding. And he proved everybody wrong and has a contract now with the most famous. Um, magazine in the history of bodybuilding. So what you're saying is that you are pretty much responsible for Guy Cicerino's success. Yes, much much as uh, Dave Palumbo would probably say he is responsible for my success. Right, exactly. Well, uh, this is interesting, PG. I'll be uh, working out with Guy this week because he's here in town uh, visiting the BSN headquarters. I'm so upset. I talked to him the other day. I'm actually flying home this weekend, Amber Day surprised me with tickets home to see my family for my birthday Good and he is not going to be there so i'm not going to be able to hang out with him the one week i'm coming home oh shit you're going to leave tomorrow right i'm leaving tomorrow dude i, I sent you a birthday present you're not going to get it fuck uh, well it's the thought that counts. You've been very good with sending me presents. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Um, you're going to get it when you get home. You're obviously. the most generous Jewish person I think I've ever met in my life. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, there are more Jew- Jew- people don't realize, but there are a lot of generous Jewish people out there. I know the, the problem is they get uh, outshined by the cheap Jews, which there are very, very many of out there. Yes, yes, it's that we're frugal and generally we're frugal. But if you think of all the like people, the philanthropists out there, there's a lot of Jew- there's a very small percentage of Jewish people. Yet the money that's given away by like big time philanthropists, a lot of Jewish money. Just so you know, the Jews are good with money. Thank you. Thank we you. all know that. Um, all right, uh, so what we'll do, PJ, is we'll play your music, go to commercial break. We'll come back with uh, Robert DiMaggio. And um, actually, we actually have a commercial this week. We have an Iron Mag Labs commercial. So uh, enjoy the Iron Mag Labs commercial, and um, then we'll go to PJ's music. You think we should do – I'm just planning this out now. You want to do the music then? I guess it's better to do the commercial right now. And then we'll do the commercial right now. Okay, we're going to do the commercial right now, and then PJ's song, whatever that may be. And PJ, let me encourage you to to quickly decide your songs once the show's over so I don't stay up too late, as it is one in the morning right now. All right? 
All right, yep. so commercial break. We'll be back in a moment or in about four minutes with Robert DiMaggio. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics, Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no Yes, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements.
guest tonight, the owner, CEO of Iron Mag Labs, our title sponsor of our show, Robert DiMaggio. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks. Great to be here. Hey, Rob, uh, Rob, it's, it's, it's fitting that uh, you were involved with uh, Iron Empire Radio since Iron Mag Labs. It seems like they, they kind of go hand in hand in a way. Yeah, I think you guys might have stole my name. <laughs> we, Thievery at its finest. That's what you have to worry about when you have a Jewish guy working for you. <laughs> you should have seen, Rob, our logo was almost like, you, you know how your guy is doing like the twisting uh, um, rear, it's almost like a rear double bicep, the Arnold yeah. uh, rear double. Ours was yeah, going to be the, the Arnold post. Yeah, we were going to do the same thing, but doing the other direction. And then uh, really? Iron Empire Radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, you saw the new Jerry Beck. Well, it's not complete yet, but you saw how he did that with the two. Uh, yes, the exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, speaking of that, PJ Jerry Beck, our friend Jerry Beck, designed the new logo for Iron. I saw it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm always checking out Jerry's stuff. He's awesome. Very talented guy. We've actually we actually had Jerry on uh, Iron Empire Radio before, didn't we, PJ? Yeah, so we'll have to bring Jerry on. We're gonna have to one of these days. We're gonna get all of the minions back on Iron Empire Radio and, and do a big show. Yeah. Well, um, so what we wanted to do, uh, Rob, I know you haven't been on the show before, but generally what we do is have somebody like yourself, a friend of ours or somebody that we think is interesting, and uh, have them participate in uh, some of the questions that listeners ask us or uh, topics that uh, we see fit to uh, discuss. And uh, today is no different. Are you, are you prepared? I sent you a, some of the topics. Are you prepared to, to discuss these uh, X-rated type issues? And Yes. I've prepared myself with a, a significant amount of intoxication. To <laughs> good. Answer everything. Yes. That's good. That's good. That's that's usually how and, we like to prepare. My, I sorry to interject, but I'm his wife, and I'm all. Gina's on the line here. All right, so we got both of oh, them. We got that's two for one. This is great. Uh, has, has is she intoxicated also? Oh, probably. Always. All right. Always. That's my kind of girl. <laughs> if I'm not competing, then I might as well, you know, enjoy life, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. I've, been, I've been indulging in some intoxication a little bit too much lately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually sober tonight. It's, a, it's actually a, uh, hey, a first for me on, uh, on the radio show. <laughs> well, this is this is great because now we have a woman's point of view. We have Rob, obviously, and Gina. So this is, a, this is the team. This is really – we don't just have uh, – Rob and Gino, and we have a team Iron Mag Labs here on the radio with us. True. I but just want to add in, in case anybody cares, that I have done this whole entire radio show in, in simply 
a pair of socks, nothing else. Nobody wants to know about that. <laughs> Am- Amber's laughing from the other room. She actually likes to hear that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with our first, um, our first question. This comes from Omar Hurtado, uh, a good listener, regular listener to the show. And he wants to know, PJ, uh, Rob, and Gina, he'd like to know, um, what is our opinion on porn stars in L.A. now being required to wear condoms? And um, I'm going to start with uh, with Gina on that since she's our uh, – have we had a girl on the panel before? No, we had uh, Miss Devious on the panel before. So, Gina, what do you think? I mean, when you watch porn, if if all the guys from now on – I mean, because most of the porn is shot in, in L.A. and, and some in that in that area. I, Raw dog in it. Yeah, well, yeah. If, if there's no more of that, if it's all condoms, would uh, would that? It's kind of a turnoff, to be honest with you. I mean, I get why they would do that because disease and AIDS and what have you. But it's not sexually attractive, whether it be guy on guy, girl on girl, guy on girl. I, I understand why they do it, but it's just no. See, it's I take not a sexy. I take a totally different angle. I think they're impeding on civil liberties, our rights. That it's not—it's none of their business, you know, whether or not anybody wears a condom. Whether it's—I mean, what's going to be next? Anybody that has sex, quote unquote, is required to wear a condom. It's ridiculous. That's well, true. They are passing a law, PJ. So yes, that, that uh, Rob makes a good point. That is a very good point. Uh, I, I agree with that. The thing is, uh, when you're actually uh, your, your job is to perform sexual acts, and you're doing it perhaps m- more than the average person would with multiple partners, more than the average person would. And then you can take into account what they're doing not on the job. Uh, what's happened is, uh, and I actually know this simply because I am a porn aficionado, that there has been uh, a, a very big increase in, in the STDs in the industry. Uh, and now, there's rumors, I don't know if, if this is actual factual or not, but a couple big-name stars um, uh, actually supposedly have AIDS now. Wow. Uh, two girls that everybody would know very well. Uh, I hope that it's not true. That's very sad to hear. Um, but it, it is rumored that the, the two big-name girls have gotten AIDS. Now, they're supposed to get tested every few weeks or so, but you can't control what these people are doing outside of their jobs. Um, and you have to kind of assume that... Anybody that's getting uh, sexual on camera is probably getting sexual off camera too. PJ, and, yes. PJ, oh. how are you? Are you like plugged into the uh, porn industry? You're like, you know, these. No, uh... Obviously, a conservative. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've just always been a, a very big uh, fan of uh, all things related to sex, and uh, um, you know, I'm just educated on the subject. You know. You know all don't, the gossip. Don't, don't don't knock me for knowing the gossip on porn, man. <laughs> um, so so be, because of this increase, uh, they're just trying to protect the people, basically, uh, because they can't they can't keep them under wraps what they're doing uh, off the set, uh, and that is the main reason why they're doing this. Now, do I want to watch sex with a condom? Not really. I I, I prefer to see it raw, um, but if it's keeping them alive, I don't I don't want to see people dying. And I'll tell you, in L.A., there's billboards all over the place for AIDS and HIV testing, more than I've ever seen in any city that I've ever been in. You know, but the only thing this is really going to do, like everything that gets regulated, it's going to increase the black market. So now we're just going to have a lot more amateur porn, you know. It's true. 
you know, off the under the table type porn, yeah. it's going to get worse. You know, it's like when you do the war on drugs. When you when you do that, you just increase the black market, and it doesn't work. So, you know, I think I, I think what will probably happen is that they'll develop contracts for people that will say that they'll do it with a condom or without a condom and probably be shot in different areas like Vegas and areas like that, um, Miami, you know, other That's places true. where they actually do stuff like that. It might, it might um, drive away all the porn business out of L.A. Yeah, I mean, porn will never die. It's a, it's a billion-dollar industry. Um, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a humongous industry. It's bigger than people realize that it is. Might as well just move it to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. That may that may happen. Maybe that maybe this rule will will get more people to move it. You know. Well, I mean, prostitution is legal in in Nevada, not in Las Vegas, but in the state of Nevada. Mm-hmm. So why not just move it there? Yeah. Have, PJ, that, have that you ever happen. have you ever been with a prostitute, PJ? No, uh, I don't see the the point of paying for sex when it's so easy to get it for free. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, have you have you ever paid for a prostitute? God, absolutely not. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> I thought from Gina's what Gina said. I thought maybe we would you would be a yes. Aaron, have you ever paid for a prostitute? No, no, I have never paid for a prostitute. What about that one guy that you told me about a the few years guy, ago? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he was he he barely charged me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the uh, the yeah, uh, like free supplements or something. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> it was no big deal. Um, I was in Amsterdam and I got to admit, you know, I was in the red light district and I was walking uh-huh. around highly intoxicated and I did, I will admit that I did ask for a bunch of prices, but I didn't ever end up, uh, uh, paying okay. for anything. Okay. What are the prices over there? Uh, it depends. You know, what's funny, Rob, you, that you wouldn't think some of the girls that get a lot of uh, money or whatever are like more fetish stuff. Like I saw this, it was various, the biggest surprise was there was a enormous fat black woman there that was enormous. Um, and I just like, all my friends were like, Oh, come on, ask what, ask her how much she costs. How much she... So what you do is you press a button and they come to the intercom and this, uh, this woman, you know, you say kind of, it's like almost like they'll tell you, you can say, what are your prices or whatever. Some of them have like little menus. And I asked her. And so she said a, uh, a titty fuck. This was the amazing thing. A titty fuck was 150 euros, which is about oh, equivalent to a $200 at the time. And, and, and I couldn't believe it because there were really like super hot girls that were doing, having normal sex for less than that. Weird. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, but, uh, I guess the, 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 an, a girl that you would say is very attractive, I would say for a uh, normal sex is around a hundred euros, which is pretty inexpensive. Yeah. yeah. It's over, it's like 150 bucks right now. I think U S dollar. Yeah, it was probably I think it was like 125 or 130 bucks for a girl that 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 anybody any guy would say is hot. Uh, yeah, that, I think that's about that's about right. But I mean, I I didn't look for for deals or anything like that. But yeah, that that's what I saw. You didn't bargain shop. No, no. I, I, if I was more serious about it, I would have had to go look for. The best I, deal. I'd be way too worried about diseases. You know that right. uh, that would. There's well, they they wear that. they make they make you wear a condom even for a blowjob. It doesn't job. matter the amount of guys, the creepy guys that are doing that. That just would turn me off yeah, right yeah. from the start. No matter how good they look. Yeah. Aaron, did you partake in any of the ganja when you were in Amsterdam? Oh, of course. We went there for the cannabis cup. <laughs> we went for the, the contest for the best weed. Yeah, we we. Oh, nice. I participated nice. in. Quite, you went quite a bit. to a contest for the best weed. Well, my friends went for the con. That wasn't why I went. I went honestly. I went there for the for the uh, for drugs. Period. At the time, <laughs> just straight, not, yeah. straight up not drugs. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, and I and I had a great time. I, I would like to. I would actually love to go back there, um, sober or like relatively sober, to go back there and see. Like you know, they have oh, Anne Frank's house. They've got the um, uh, what they got all kinds of art, great art exhibits. Right. It's like it's really beautiful place. But I, I spent right. most of it intoxicated. Maybe yeah. my uh, myself and Amber and you and Darielle should uh, do a little group trip out there. And Rob and Rob and Gina, you guys should all. That would be fun. Well, I'll go to Amsterdam. Amazing. That would well, be fun. Yep. Right now, that might be a problem for me, but we won't get into that here. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, any of those problems will be cleared up by the time we could all arrange such a trip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe in a year or so. Yeah, in a year <laughs> or so. Yeah, that would be that would be good. Our next question comes from Rob Holt, Holt, a listener. Also, he says, "We all love porn, but how far can you push the nasty on the girl you love?" And um, how I guess he wants to know how far and and how might you do that. So I'm going to go start with Gina again. Being a girl, if um, how let's not let's take Rob out of the equation, or you can put him in if you want. If if how do you suggest Rob Holt gets his girlfriend or wife or the girl he's with to do something maybe she might not that he wants her to do, but she may or may not be comfortable with. Got to make her feel sexy and desirable and wantable. Wantable, is that even a word? I don't even know. But on, on this show, it's a word. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I don't know. Just make her feel sexy and alive and vibrant about herself. How do you do that? Regina, I want you to tell us what you think is nasty, because I think we're all going to have different opinions of this. What is nasty to me? Um, yeah, I think we're all going to have much different opinions here. Um, two guys on girls. Trannies, um, wow. Tranny. Okay, so all right. Yeah, you out. You're 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 uh, outdoing me. All you're right. outdoing us. Okay, you be, be you're outdoing me. That is impressive. Yeah, I'm a freak. You know, I you know I don't venture on certain things, but I'm mm-hmm. open-minded to things depending on, of course, my state of intoxication. How do you how do you make how do you make a girl? This is just hypothetical because I'm not, I wouldn't actually I wouldn't even uh, imagine approaching this with Ariel. But how would you make? <laughs> A girl feels sexy and, and and comfortable enough to bring a trainee into the equation. <laughs> like you're so beautiful, babe. You're so beautiful. Long time. Yeah, you wouldn't. I mean. Rob's been trying for a long time. And, oh, uh, Rob. <laughs> Throwing you under the bus, Rob. Fair game. Give what you get. I'm kind of pro tranny. I don't. I don't have a problem. Are you sharing the tranny, or is just one person getting the tranny? It, it has to be well, a threesome. It's never happened, so. But it has to be <laughs> is, is, is Rob is Rob using the tranny, or is or is the tranny going to go with you? Oh, well, it's totally Rob. He's the freak. <laughs> oh, okay, I understand. I understand. <laughs> but then you know I'm involved as well because we need a disclaimer. Everything that's said tonight is fiction. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Entertainment <laughs> purposes only. <laughs> so no, it's a threesome type of thing, and you know, I just kind of watched a video the other day when it was a female with a guy and a tranny, and it was actually extremely exotic and exciting. Where you know, the scenario would be like Rob with the guy, and then me. Seriously? Yeah. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I indulge in porn. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just a freak that way. But we've all yeah we've all seen those scenes before. <laughs> no, I hope your crowd of listeners is small because of what's being said here. Uh, we have actually a, a very large uh, listening base now. Right. We're the, oh. the most popular uh, bodybuilding show. Although we don't really talk about bodybuilding, but as far as bodybuilding shows go, we're the number one show. Yeah, take my picture off the site. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
with with that in mind, Rob, how would you uh, suggest uh, Rob Holt goes about getting his uh, girlfriend or loved one to do something she may be uncomfortable with? Ask Rob knows they're drunk. Drunk? You think, think feed her that's, alcohol? That's a great point. <laughs> oh yeah, I, without yeah, a doubt. Alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah, alcohol solves everything. Alcohol. Yeah, women always loosen up with a little alcohol. <laughs> no, I think Gina said it. I mean, if we're actually answering this seriously rather than sarcastically, making her feel comfortable, I think, is probably the number one thing. And then she'd probably be willing to do her experiment. But if she doesn't feel comfortable, then she's probably not going to want to. I don't think that you should try to push something uh, on the girl that you love or married to that would make her feel uncomfortable in any way. If it's something that she's already saying is going to make her feel uncomfortable, I think that uh, you know that's your, 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 your time to just back off out of it. If yeah, it's I, just I, some stupid whore that you don't care about, you can be more aggressive with it. You, you, who cares? You're never going to see her again, most likely. Um, good point, good point. I, I've done some like gross things to girls before that I have no desire to do to the girl I'm going to marry. And uh, if she had actually asked me to do some of the things I've done, it would actually probably question me even wanting to marry her. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't see the need to uh, do like, you know, like vile things. Uh, I, I guess it all, it's really a matter of uh, what you consider nasty. I have no desire to uh, share uh, my girl with even another girl. If she was like, I wouldn't like to bring another girl home and, and watch her sex there. Maybe some guys would be like, wow, that's awesome. I, I don't think that uh, I, some people can do that. And I know people that are swingers that, that do things like that. But I think most people uh, that actually can usually winds up causing uh, problems in the relationship. Right. And, and it, it's just not worth it to me, you know? It's a great fantasy, but the reality of it is shit. Yeah. I think you make a good point, PJ. I think that if the the, you have to. There has to be some level of comfort with whatever you think is nasty. When you tell the girl, if you say, "Listen, sweetheart, I want to, I want to bring another girl into the relationship," and she's like, "Oh my god, are you fucking crazy? No way!" Then, yeah. at, at that point, you need to, you need to be like, "Okay, that was a bad idea," and like be like, "Haha, just joking," you know, or pull back some, <laughs> pull back somehow, you know. Don't don't be like, "Okay, now how do I make her comfortable?" You know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. See, to be honest with you, I, I don't even see a threesome or bringing a girl or whatever. That's not really nasty. If you're, no. if you're talking nasty, then I'm going to say, you know, peeing on each other. Fishing, yeah. stuff like that. That's nasty. Yeah, I have no desire to nasty. do that to the girl that I love, you know? That's a no. big thing, though. It really is. The peeing? I'm not um, into it. a lot of porn. I'm not into it, but I've, I've accidentally stumbled upon this type of thing on the Internet. Uh-huh. And it's out there. The what pee, about the uh, what about ass to mouth? Uh, there's a lot of that in in porno ATMs, as they're called. I actually had to explain that what that was to my girlfriend today. I was actually um, I thought it was really cute uh, that she didn't know what that was. I was actually happy that she didn't know what, what that was. Uh, ATMs oh, ass to mouth. You know, I really want to do that to Rob, but he's kind of prudish that way. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I'm a freak. I'm sorry. I'll admit it, but. For some reason, he has to be clean, of course, but... Yes, yes. Uh, and most of those scenes, when you see that in the porns, the girls have had enemas and things like that beforehand. Um, because if you didn't do that, there's a good chance that you could have fecal matter coming out and all kinds of things. No, it's the opposite. I want to... No. Oh, you want it to come out? No, I want him to let my my mouth hit to his ass and... Oh, like a rim job. 
Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and he's kind of prudish that way because... Oh, I'm, you want to toss a salad. You know what? I'm not really into that either. I've had some girls try to do that to me, and I'm like, no way. The amount of shit that comes out of there, I don't want your mouth anywhere near that. No, oh, but if you're cleaned and you're showered and I don't know... You're not no. It does nothing for me. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It, I know, me but neither. there's some sort of prostate stimulation that you could, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll, eat, I'll eat your ass, but I don't want you to eat my ass is basically my rule for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have to tell Gina all the time, it's, it's exit only. I mean, yeah. What, what you need to do, Gina, is you need to give him some alcohol and tell him he's special and make him feel loved, and you never know. <laughs> And I have to reiterate the one fact that um, it's exit only for me. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to make that clear. I'm not homophobic or anything. I just, mm-hmm. I'm not. A <laughs> I don't care. Like if, if it's it's nothing about. I mean, you're with a woman, so there's nothing homosexual about it. It just doesn't. I don't feel. It doesn't feel good for me. It doesn't do anything. Hold on. Let me. Wait. I got. I got. Wait. I got a question for you two, um, Gina and Rob. Uh, we, me and PJ, often do um, this hypothetical situation. Okay. And um, I'm going to put, I want to see you all's opinion of, of what you think, if this is gay or not. And I'm going to let PJ tell you the scenario. And I want you to, this has been, this has been explored with many different people. And it tells a lot about, really about PJ and I, depending on what you say. So, yes, um, and I, I want to uh, don't, don't that. sway it in either direction. PJ. I'm not Just going to, facts. but I will stress that about 98% of the people who answer this question, answer it one way. Um, it's not a 50-50 thing. It's just extremely one, one way. Almost way everybody answer. agrees with me, I have to say. so. Yes, the more people are agreeing with, with Aaron, and we're not going to reveal um, until no. after you guys give your answers uh, what we feel, but uh, and this is a hypothetical situation. Um, this is for um, – uh, uh, I, I, it would be easier, I think, for um, – Robert to answer this because um, it's 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 a basically a, a question of homosexuality. But you're you're approached by a Brazilian businessman who is filthy rich, and he wants to fly you to Brazil, and he is going to make you a proposition. And the proposition is he is going to pay you five hundred thousand dollars to do one of two things. You can either have him suck your penis. Uh, and you have to come in his mouth, so he's going to suck you off, uh, and then you get paid $500,000. Or, or he is going to sit in, in the corner while you dildo yourself in the butt. So he won't be and touching he jerks, you. But he all. jerks off. He jerks off. He'll jerk off, but he won't be touching you. You know, your, your penis is not in his mouth. You're doing whatever you want to yourself you know, as you dildo yourself in the butt. I already see uh, through this. You're trying to find out which one you would answer, which is going to mean you have your gay tendencies. Which which one of these? I would sound gay. No, no, no. You have to choose one, Robert. You, you have to choose out. one. So you're basically choosing the lesser of the two gays because yeah. they're both they're both a little gay. But you're a choosing the lesser of the two gays, and then we will explain uh, our answers. It's, by the way, the dildo that you're using is is a black penis looking dildo. It has to look. Yes, Aaron, Aaron to, thinks it's very important yeah, that people it. know that the dildo is a black penis looking dildo. It's not inches, like a little white one. An eight inch black penis dildo. It's not a little. Yeah, it's got to look like a penis. Like well, that makes it. That, that does make it a little scarier. Is it fat? It's normal size for a dildo. Okay. Yeah, we've, <laughs> it's fat. we've never discussed the thickness of it. It's it's, well, it's not overwhelming. It's, it's not a coke bottle. <laughs> no, to be honest with you, I would choose the dildo thing in the corner. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Gina. Okay. Gina. Okay. Gina. I doubt it. You, you, 
Uh, I want to hear uh, Gina Gina's answer. I don't want to know Gina's answer. I really don't. Okay, Gina. Hmm. Gina, you got to choose now. Um, I would say... Which less gay of these two things? Okay, I would have to agree with Rob on this, but for a turn-on for me, it would be the first scenario. Okay, um, but you're agreeing with Rob that that (laughs) the dildo is less gay. Wow. Now, before Aaron says anything, I want to say, Robert, you are obviously a very educated, uh, intelligent, and extremely not gay man so like can, myself of course of course oh. you're gonna know that pj's the one chose that one now that you said because that. nobody else but me PJ, can i just like interject on that one <laughs> thank you and i already knew that <laughs> go ahead gina no i i'm just kidding no <laughs> Here, here's the thing this is my rationale behind it you are in complete control no man is doing anything to you so it is not a homosexual act yeah it kind of sucks that you're putting something in your butt but <laughs> nobody's violating you you're you're violating yourself but well, nobody is doing anything yeah. to you if you put your penis in another man's mouth that's disgusting and gay i don't want another man's mouth on my penis that's disgusting i'll do whatever i want to myself you know yeah, it's, I don't, how do you know but see i don't think that putting something in your Anus makes you gay because you no, might, it doesn't. You might get some type of prostate stimulation or whatever, but once you engage another male, even if it's just sucking you off, yeah, that's kind of gay. <laughs> that's gay. It's a man-on-man sexual act. That's gay. But wait a minute. Here's a counteract to that. Um, I was not always good at giving head, and Rob uh-huh. taught me oh, how to Jesus give head. Christ based on <laughs> no, no no not that he has done it but he knows what feels the best and yeah course, but every man is going to know, know what feels know. best for him yeah, he didn't know. He, he didn't teach you based on the other penises that he sucked no. before he just knows what feels good for him he knows what feels good for him and this is what i need yeah. my my, so. my girlfriend was not outstanding at giving head when i first was with her either, no, which which was another thing that I was very happy about, by the way, because if she was slobbering it down and eating it, I'd be like, oh, man, I wonder how much practice she's had. But I told her what I like, and now she's awesome at it. Okay. It's not because I sucked other penises to learn what was good. Questioning. No, you don't have to. And what I did to Jean, I said, okay, here's how I'm going to teach you. I took two of her fingers, and I sucked them. I said, that's how you should do it. Because you're not, you don't really suck. <laughs> Everyone says suck, but no, that hurts. Well, at least for me. I'm not, you know, into S&M, but it's, it's a, and the whole blowjob thing is confusing, too, because there's no blowing, but. So was Gina, was Gina blowing? <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I didn't know she sucked. <laughs> Girls think that. They think, oh, yeah, suck. Okay, I suck. That hurts. Right. Right? <laughs> exactly. So I had to show her, no, 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 don't suck. Yeah, and now he's not unsatisfied. Very good. Very good. Well, guys, those those are our questions today. You did very good, uh, Gina and Rob. It was very interesting, and uh, I, I'm very pleased with uh, how well you guys did on the show. Well, yes, very, you. very pleased. Nice, nice addition, too, with Gina. Freaks, but... Does that mean we're done? Yeah, it means you're done for this time. Yes, you're done. <laughs> 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 you did good. Did you have fun, Rob? Well, I thought we were going to talk about some other stuff, like I don't know, Iron Man Lab stuff, or oh, no. we already we played the commercials. We oh, I, I I love Iron Man Lab stuff, and PJ loves it too. 
Well, I know, but I, I finalized the uh, the reformulation of Super DMZ. Oh, that's so big news. Yes, that is, is big, big news. It is. Um, Tell us why. First of all, why why did you have to do that? Oh, because we have this hypocritical government and the FDA that thinks certain things should be banned, and they finally decided that Superdrol should be banned. So basically, you know, once they do that, they turn it into a controlled substance, and if you're selling it, then it's a felony. But the good the good news is that the the new we're not I know you're not releasing the name yet but the new hormone or the compound that will be in there uh, could be uh, not only just as good but uh, could be potentially better. Not only that, but I don't think anybody's even going to know what it is because uh, I, I didn't <laughs> up until a couple of days ago. Oh, so. it's, that's it's very exciting. I know people are, are going to be by the time it gets rolled out and everything, people are going to be dying to try it if they're not already. I mean, I I think Super DMZ should work. If not exactly the way it does now, possibly better. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to trying it. And well, Aaron, thank you for all the the ads that you've been doing and the bits you've been doing. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. you. My pleasure. I do not understand. I look at the, you know, the, the cells every day, and everybody's getting all their information based off what you're doing. So That's awesome. That's so cool. You're an amazing asset to our company. And Very cool. appreciate everything you do for us. and. You're a huge asset, so I adore you, love you, don't even know you, uh, really, but, uh, and, and I'm happy for you and your wife. Your my girlfriend, not my wife yet. Girlfriend, not yet. hey. Yeah, I know, I'm jumping the steps. Yeah. No, more, no more pressure, I've got <laughs> enough baby pressure. mama. <laughs> my baby mama, exactly. So, I'm very excited for you guys, and I wish you the most success and happiness, and thank you for everything you've done for our company. Well, absolutely, it is my pleasure. You hear that, PJ? I'm an asset. I, you know what, I have met numerous people that are not into bodybuilding at all that have seen the Iron Mag Labs uh, cardio confessionals and things like that and have uh, mentioned it to me. So uh, it is working. It is getting out there. It is good. And by the way, I am not sponsored by them, so I have no reason to say this. So I'm not bullshitting. This is actual uh, factual evidence here that that tons of people see that stuff. So it's, uh, it's working out good for you guys. They do, yeah. I see it day in and day out because I look at every single invoice, and a lot of it's coming from you, you know, Karen. So thank you. I appreciate that. And you should you should actually be thanking me because nobody would ever care about Aaron if it wasn't for his friendship. Okay, so someday, you know, if you want to get on the payroll, hey, you know, what's up, Rob? He's the money maker. He no, he's not the money maker. He's the man in charge. Of course, he's the man in charge. So PJ's was. Species nutrition. That's okay. Yeah, one of these days you never know. But um, never know. Well, well, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about one more thing. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Rob. Because I I think I finally came to a decision that we're going to be doing a, a SARM. Oh, um, good. Yeah. Ooh. For people who don't know what that acronym is, which is you should, there's no reason the normal person would uh, selective androgen receptor modulator. Um, it's called Osterine. And it's basically something you could use for PCT or in between cycles or even as a standalone. It's you know, basically going to increase uptake of uh, you know testosterone into the muscle cells, you know, the receptors. So we're pretty excited about it. I don't know of anyone on the market right now 
selling it. And also, there are two important points. One, girls can take it because it doesn't affect your androgen levels. And yep, two, not a hormone. Yeah, and, well, I guess it's really three points is that it's going to be in a capsule, so you don't have to worry about getting it in liquid form and swishing it around exactly. from some research chem site. And since it's from Iron Mag Labs, you know what uh, what Rob says is in it is actually in it. And when you get it from research chem site, you have no idea what's floating around in that bottle. Exactly. And you will be the first company to release a legit product if you do release this product because I've been researching SARMs for a while now and there are no legit SARMs on the market now. So this would be a big deal for you guys. Very exciting. It is. So that should be within the next eight weeks. Um, and then the, the halo for her, I just want to mention that. Yep, that's big. The first girl, the first, this is specifically, see we're breaking new ground here, uh, Rob and Gina. This will be the first pro-hormone ever designed specifically for girls. So that's that's big news, also. A pro hormone designed specifically for women, huh? Yeah, it's literally it's Halo for her. That's what the name of the product is. Very interesting. I'll have to send you the specs on that, PJ. Yeah, so you know how the girls like the pink, so it's all pink and black and yep. pink capsules. <laughs> very cool. I'm, I was very excited that we're doing this because there's a huge, as PJ knows, there's an enormous girl market, and they're all looking for something, you know. Yep. Yep. Actually, I found, uh, you know, because I work with probably 80% women, that the, the women are actually uh, junkies for the, the, these, these, these products more than men are. Yeah. Uh, women will take anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and true. now you go to competitions and they're, what, 70% females anymore. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, well, yeah. Basically, we're going to have two products geared specifically. Well, not specifically. Halo for her is specifically for females. Osterine is, you know, male or female. So. It's going to be pretty exciting, I think, and then and the reformulation of the Super DMZ. Which, a lot of big uh, news. Yeah, bestseller for this, you know, all of 2011. Very big news. It's going to be it's going to be a, a big year. It's going to be a big year, 2012 for Iron Mag Labs. We hope. Absolutely, I know it. I'm positive. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Absolutely, Rob. Well, you know, Rob, I'm going to have you on in the future on uh, people can listen to Rob will be on access bodybuilding in the future where he can kind of tell us how Iron Mag Labs came about and what it was like to start a company like this and everything else. So thank you guys for coming on. Uh, That's Rob DiMaggio and Gina DiMaggio. You guys were excellent guests. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Great job to both of you. Great job. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you all later and talk to you later, Rob. All right. Okay. All right, PJ. I'm here. Okay, let's uh, let us move on to some more listener questions. Um, the these ones I would have included Rob and Gina, but these questions are uh, specifically uh, for us since they like they, they want to know about groupies and uh, origins of so many fucking pros and other stuff stuff that, they, that they're not included in. Although I'd love to have included them because they were um, a little bit more fun than I was even expecting. Yeah, uh, I didn't even know that Gina was going to come on. That was good. No. She was outgoing. That's always good is when somebody's outgoing on the radio like that. Oh, yeah. She was very – she was into it. She was, And I yeah. think that Rob – I think Rob is going to – probably didn't realize all that uh, Gina was going <laughs> to yeah. bring out there. <laughs> I have a feeling – I have a feeling that he's probably like, why did you say that right now? <laughs> <laughs> if he could be a fly on that wall. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. Let's go to the next one. You know what? I'm going to save Jess McCutcheon's question about the origins of so many fucking pros. So many yes. fucking, so many fucking pros. So many fucking pros. We'll fucking talk about that next time. You hear? All right. Yes. So we'll do that next time. So this guy wants to know. He asks, "You guys are always talking about how easy it is to get chicks at shows. What's the trick? I want a hot fitness chick like you guys have." 
Go ahead, PJ. Uh, here's the thing. It's, the reason that it's easy, because it's not necessarily because we are the biggest studs. Obviously, not for you in any sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm very handsome. But it's not because we are uh, gifted with the gab, although I actually am pretty strong in that department as well, as you are too, as you are too. Uh, but the reason that it is easy to hook up with girls at shows is because they think they can further their careers uh, by being associated with us. Uh, now, the more uh, pedigree you may have uh, in the industry, uh, for instance, a top five national level bodybuilder or a, a known pro bodybuilder, you're going to be able to further one of these females' careers in their minds more. In, in their, reality, in their minds, yeah. yes, in reality, they're not going to get anything. Uh, but this is something that they think. Um, so. Or they might they might want a big muscle guy, a big juice head, you know. Well, that is also part of it. That is also part of it. Typically, the girls that are going to be there are attracted to that anyway. Right. So what what happens is it opens up the lines of communication very easily. They want to talk to you about sponsorships and things like that, and what do you do for this, and how do you get in shape, and blah 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 blah. blah. And you get an overwhelming amount of contacts with these girls. Then it's really up to you on how you want to handle it. Uh, this would never happen in the regular world. It's it's. <laughs> something that is exclusive uh, to this industry. Like my friends used to, to hate me and they'd be like, you'd never be getting so much ass in the regular world the way you do. It's such bullshit. You hook up with all these stupid industry girls and I'm like, hey, what are you going to do? You know, if it's there, why not? You know, right. uh, and I was in a relationship for a long time. So when I broke up, you know, why wouldn't I take advantage of that? It's just, it's, it's that easy. But it's, it was easy because people knew who I was. If nobody knew who I was, it would be much harder. Yeah, think about that. Put yourself in that situation for a minute. You're uh, not PJ Braun, the uh, the bodybuilder, species athlete, all this other stuff. Instead, you're just um, a guy who likes bodybuilding who wants to go to the show to pick up fitness chicks. That yeah. would probably be that would probably put you for a fitness chick. If you come up to them, it's going to put you in the creeper status and in, in yes, that category. They're so overwhelmingly used to that yeah. by going to the show if you're not like a known bodybuilder and just going to the show and talking to the girls and telling them that they're beautiful that's actually the worst approach to take yeah. because they hear that so much Absolutely. actually if you're smart you actually put them down a little bit which sounds mean and crazy but that usually messes with their heads and when you actually don't give them attention and, and don't let them know that they look good they're like why is he not into me why is he not giving me attention and it actually makes them come to you more even even it's, that though i gotta tell you even that though pj you need to have some introduction to these girls or yes, you need to yes. you're not going to be able to walk up to uh i don't know who's the girl that guys like um Alyssa rice at the show mm -hmm. and come up to her and be like you're pretty hot but uh your boobs are kind of i'm not liking them yeah much. i know, mean when i like, first when i first came on the scene i didn't really have girls approaching me i mean I, i'm a you know, pretty decent looking guys. So girls would talk to me, but nobody really, you know, was throwing themselves out at me. It was once I started, you know, have, having people recognize me from magazines and things like that, where I've actually had girls say to me, Hey, aren't you like a famous bodybuilder? Which is hilarious because in reality, other than like Jay Cutler, there are no famous bodybuilders. Right. You know what I mean? So that's just a hilarious way to even uh, introduce yourself to somebody. What are you supposed to say back to that? Yes, as a matter of fact, I am a famous bodybuilder, <laughs> and you are. Um, you know, but that just shows you, you know, the approach that a lot of these girls have. Right. I agree with that. I think that that um, how does somebody the um, the biggest tip that I guess we have for them is to uh, somehow get yourself known in the industry. And, uh, and even then, I think that uh, most of these guys are going to probably be let down. 
um, yeah. in the long run, <laughs> they should probably stick to the regular chicks. Because me and you, see, it says there, I want hot fitness chicks like you guys have. So uh, I have to make the um, make the statement or specify the difference between, you know, uh, Darielle and a majority of these girls. And that's honestly, that's why I'm, you know, uh, with Darielle, living with her and, you know, one day going to marry her and having a baby with her and stuff like that. If this was one of the, you know, girls that I had been with in the past that are in the industry, yeah. this would be like devastating my situation now i would be like uh, mortified instead i am very happy to be in the situation i'm i'm in because darielle isn't the typical girl and i know amber isn't yeah. the typical girl either. Well, we have both stated uh in private conversation uh numerous times that how we would never actually want to date any of these girls uh and and you know we we managed to find uh girls that look like the beautiful industry girls, but don't have that type of personality. And we've is, and we've both we've both tried. Don't don't get us wrong. We both tried uh, dating yeah, I've girls. Tried, and I've met some horrible ones. Yeah. Some really, really horrible ones. And I've met some horrible ones too. And we've we've met some horrible ones together, kind of, if you think about <laughs> yes, it. Yes, we have. And you so, are right about that. And so and so <laughs> that's uh that is uh you know, those those things did not work out. Those girls did not work out. And uh I guess you can meet enough of those that you realize that it's, you know, you keep uh keep trying to put a uh, a round peg through a square hole or how, whatever they say. And you finally figure yeah. out it's not going to work. So yeah. we, got, we got lucky in that respect. So I guess the best trick for this guy or the best, what is the trick? The trick is to have them know who you are before you walk up. That's the trick. Yes, that is the trick. If you have to introduce yourself, you're fucked. Yes. Um, the craziest thing that we have seen go on backstage at a show. And I'm going to start with this one because yours, I think is better than mine. Okay. Um, I've seen two crazy things I'm going to mention, and I'm not going to go too long into them. One, um, I was in the girls' dressing room interviewing uh, pro girls back, I think maybe an NPC girls, backstage, and one girl went to the bathroom, kind of ran into the bathroom, and was having explosive diarrhea. And all the girls, you could hear through the door in the dressing room, all of the girls were like, mortified for the girl and like giggling like nervously. And I had to stop the interview and, and move away so I couldn't hear the diarrhea from in the microphone as I interviewed the women. <laughs> um, that was pretty, um, that was good. And did, then my, you, did you know the girl that was going diarrhea? No. And I didn't, I, I wanted to leave. Honestly, I wanted to leave the room because I felt uh, bad for her and awkward because she was going to have to come out and all those girls were laughing at her and hearing the diarrhea. I so, would want to know who it was badly. And, well, I mean, I saw, I, I no, it wasn't, it wasn't somebody that I recognized. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, that would have been hilarious. If it was somebody that I recognized. Uh, but, if it was like a really like, like a, like a, like just a top, name like beautiful girl like you know like nicole wilkins lee came oh. out and you, you were like just so you know i heard your explosive diarrhea I, no if it was that i would have if it was nicole dude i would have been see i would have, i would have done something horrible if it was nicole wilkins lee or something i would have like got closer with the microphone and, like, dave would have been mad at you if you didn't he would have been, he would have wanted that recorded oh. get that diarrhea on, on tape dave would be like dave would be like we need we need that content we need that content aaron <laughs> content <laughs> you'd be like you really you really fucked up you dropped the ball on that one Blackman's gonna freak when he finds out I got her diarrhea. <laughs> Exclusive Nicole Wilkins diarrhea sounds. Only on RX Muscle. <laughs> That'll be on the front page. <laughs> Hear Wilkins diarrhea. And then it'll be like a slide of her like looking surprised. It'll be the biggest news. The biggest news to hit the scene. Yeah, so what's your um what's your what's your what's your craziest thing you've seen back <laughs> You know, it's funny, um, I've seen, uh, you know, known uh, girls naked backstage before. The people would be like, oh, you have to see her naked. And you don't even care about that stuff anymore. But the first show I ever did, 
Uh, this is pretty funny. Uh, the first show I ever did, the Atlantic States in New York City, which is a Steve Weinberger show, who is is uh, you know one of the top two most important people in the sport. Uh, I didn't know this at the time. Uh, you know, he promotes the show. I was backstage, and a girl that I knew from the gym, an older woman, very sweet lady, uh, um, who I was not attracted to in any way, uh, was at the show, and I didn't know anybody, and I needed somebody to put my uh, last coat of Protan on. And I asked her to do it for me. And uh, so she, she had a backstage pass, and she was putting the tan on for me. And there was a guy that I knew from the gym that I never had an issue with who came over and freaked out because apparently she was his ex-girlfriend. Now, the crazy thing is she told me that they had only dated for two months, and it wasn't even that serious. Uh, and he was freaking out that she was backstage and demanding that security remove her. And I was saying, no, she's helping me. She has a backstage pass. She's not leaving. So he made such a big deal about it that I told him that if he didn't walk away from me in five seconds, I was going to beat the fucking shit out of him in front of everybody backstage. I'm sorry, Isaac. Uh, and he ran over to Steve Weinberger and told Weinberger what I said. And Weinberger came over. And I remember this is the, my first interaction with Weinberger. And he's an intimidating-looking guy. And he came over to me, and he goes, look, I think the guy's being pathetic, but you can't go around beating people up backstage, okay? So you go have her put the tan on over there. And she looked at the other guy and goes, and you go in that corner and you two stay away from each other. And we're both just like, all right. And then, you know, we separated and did our thing. And, uh, you know, sure enough, that was my uh, that was my first time meeting Steve Weinberger. I'm surprised, I'm surprised Weinberger, knowing Steve, didn't tell you. And after the show's over, you wait outside, you beat his ass done. <laughs> you take care of that. You take care of that problem outside when the show's over, okay? Oh, the guy was being so ridiculous about it. Though he was he, much the older than like, you. He was much older. Yeah, than he's you. like forty-five years old. I wow. was twenty-two. Wow, weird. Yeah, very strange. Talk about an insecure bodybuilder, Jesus. Yeah, ridiculous. Like you're gonna want his forty-five-year-old woman at twenty-two <sighs> years old. All right, um, Keith Allen, our our buddy Keith Allen. Um, what's his show called? New World, New World Muscle, right? Yes. Um, go listen to New World Muscle, Keith Allen. Good, uh, good guy. Good show. Uh, he's interviewed both of us. Um, anyway, Keith Allen asks our craziest groupie story, and uh, I'll start this one off again because this story is not as good, not that great. Um, I don't have. You know, the truth is, you get a lot more like groupies because you're like, you know, you're uh, the bodybuilder. You're the world famous bodybuilder. Um, whereas I'm like the media guy. So I actually the the girls that are interested in me are aren't really. I mean, I guess it could be groupies, but they're more like um, industry girls, like girls that are yep. known. So I've gotten a few. I had one girl. And I, I, I'm like hesitant to say too much about it because uh -huh. I don't, I don't want to embarrass the girl because she probably listens to the show or there's a good chance. But she works for a nutrition company and she would always, you know, always ask to be like, she was like, can I be your number one fan? And like, this is somebody that we still, I still see at shows every once in a while. And I would be like, oh well, yeah, sure. And I was always like kind of weirded by, out by it because I would. I would see her at shows and, uh, and she would always kind of like offer, I, I don't know. Do you know who this girl is? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I don't know if I even, I even mentioned it to you. I can show you a picture anyway. So she, um, she, she would, um, always offer like when she was at shows, you know, you want me to come to your room or hang out or anything, you know, stuff like that. And that, that's probably as, as far as I go, you know, other people are girls that were, I think were wanted a relationship or wanted me to, to do something for them probably, you know what I mean? Like whether it's, you know, you know, one thing or another, but, um, so I don't know. You have more groupie kind of groupies. You have tons of gay groupies. We got lots of gay groupie stories, but, um, uh, why groupies. don't you stick with a female groupie and give us your groupie story? Um, 
I would say the craziest thing uh, that's happened, it's, it actually wound up being pretty hysterical, too. Uh, in Texas, um, I was, uh, I was uh, going to Texas. Um, and uh, This better not be the story that I'm thinking of. Uh, it is. Uh, names, <laughs> names will not be revealed. Uh, and um, uh, I was going to meet a certain uh, woman in Texas who is actually uh, very well known, uh, been on covers of magazines, beautiful girl. Uh, and, and we had decided that we were going to meet uh, in Texas. I was, I was looking forward to that. Now, I had my own hotel room. So that was a done deal, you know. That was that was that, that was a done you deal. You think you think Amber's gonna like this story? She's gonna freak at this story. I'm not gonna get very detailed with it, and she knows that this is way before I even knew okay. her. Okay, all right. Um, I mean, what can I do? Not tell stories. I mean, I don't want to hear her tell stories like this. But I'm a guy. She's a girl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I wouldn't mind if she didn't listen to this episode. To be honest with you. <laughs> uh, what happened was when I got to Texas, another girl had found out via Facebook or something that I was in Texas and contacted me. Are you in Texas right now? I said, yes, I am. She said, I've always wanted to meet you. I'm like, my hotel room is blah, blah, blah. And the number is da, da, da. And she's like, I will come today. And I was like, come on over. And I was like, let's see if this girl really comes. Sure enough, I get a knock on my door. I open the door and it's that girl. Um, and uh, we had sexual relations. And uh, when we were done, I told her, I have a friend coming to stay with me this weekend. So unfortunately, I can't spend any more time with you for the rest of the weekend. We had a fun time. It was nice meeting you, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I put it right out there for her, like basically in a nice way, like, you know, that was all that, that, that it was type thing, you know? Right. Uh, but she was a little bit clingy already. Uh, and that, that kind of made me a little bit nervous. Now, time went by. And the original girl actually didn't show up. And I was like, huh. I was like, well, I can always stick with what I got now since the original girl didn't show up, although I was really waiting for the original girl. Right. Uh, finally, the original girl shows up. And I was actually getting ready to give up. The show that I was at was actually over. And I was in the parking lot ready to leave. And the original girl sees me and starts running towards me, all excited to see me. Uh, and, and goes to give me a huge hug, like bear hugs me, and then kisses me right on the lips, which I was not, a, not cool with. Um, you know, I was newly single. I didn't want anybody to think that I was tied down with anybody. I wanted to do my thing and sow my oats. And <laughs> the last thing I wanted was for people to think I was, like, with somebody. Now, at the same time, the girl was so excited to see me, I didn't want to necessarily push her off of me. Right. Right. So I let it go on for, oh, uh, I don't know, 15 seconds or so. It really wasn't that long. And then I kind of, like, pulled my head away and just gave her a hug. Now, this is 15 crazy. seconds is a lot longer than a friendly uh, kiss, though. Yes. Now, this is, this is amazing. Uh, that the, In that time period, my phone started vibrating in my pocket. And a girl's hugging me, and I pull my phone out of my pocket. And there's a text message on my phone from the first girl saying, you fucking scumbag, I'm watching you from my car with that other girl. I can't believe it. The same fucking day, you piece of shit. And I'm like, oh my God. So now I'm like looking around, like this girl's stalking me out in the parking lot. Where is she? She was uh, waiting we, She was waiting to see the other girl come. And um, 
we have a girl that we know, Morgan, that works for RX Muscle. Uh, Morgan was standing next to me, and I showed her my phone, and her eyes lit up. And Morgan was like, I know that girl. She'll make a scene. And I was like, I don't want a scene. I'm not, I don't like scenes. I don't like public confrontation. It makes me uncomfortable. I was like, what should I do? And Morgan's like, we have to get out of here right now. And I was like, where's your car? And she was like, it's far away. I was like, please run to your car, Morgan. Run to your car and come get me. <laughs> so she run. She really did run. I was so happy. She's such a sweetheart. She ran to her fucking car. The other girl is blowing my phone up, like just, just tearing me apart. And I, I'm not texting her back. I'm like looking around the parking lot trying to figure out where she is. That's so weird. So she's to... probably watching you the whole time as you're like uncomfortably. Right. As Morgan runs off into the distance and you're like ignoring her. So, so, so Morgan comes back with her car and gets me. There was an after party. I actually talked uh, Morgan and the rest of us into actually not going to the after party, into going somewhere else where I thought nobody would find us because I didn't want to be caught by the original girl, uh, which actually worked out to my benefit. We actually all had a good time. You went and to IHOP we, or something, didn't we? Yes. Um, and uh, we wound up going and having a good time, and I went back to my hotel room with the, other, with the, the second girl, and I had uh, sexual relations with her, and that was a <laughs> lot of fun. And um, then I had a I, – I had, I, my phone was blowing up, right, still from the first girl. And this is amazing. I actually somehow reasoned with her – to calm down and leave me alone. I actually told the other girl that I was going to get us coffee. I ran out of the room and called the first girl. And I said, listen, a lot of crazy things have gone down this weekend. Things that you didn't think were going to happen. Things that I didn't think were going to happen. There's a lot of madness. And I think it would be a great idea for us to take 24 hours, take some deep breaths and talk about this in a day or two. And she goes, you're right you're right, we should just calm down a little bit and talk about this in day or two. And I, in my head, I was like, holy fucking shit, that worked. Nice. And sure enough, she left me alone. I was still scared that she was going to show back up at my hotel room. Because she knows so which hotel up, room is yours, so she could technically. Yeah, she, could she went knew my hotel door. room. So I actually wound up having to get rid of the other one. I actually told the other one that I had to do an appearance uh, at a gym. And uh, I actually got rid of the other one. And uh, I actually went and had one of the best leg workouts of my life, believe it or not, which is hilarious after all that. Um, but that was probably my craziest uh, groupie story ever. Those, those days good. are over now. Those, that was a down. good groupie story. That was a good groupie story. Yeah, that was a good one. And I was there to witness all of this, so I can actually testify that everything PJ has told you is exactly as it happened. <clears throat> Next uh, question. I like that we get all these interesting uh, questions from the listeners. It's interesting. We don't have to think about what we have to talk about on the show. We just answer the questions and tell our scenarios. So uh, I think this should be the last one because we're going on two hours. This is going to be a two-hour show. Yeah, you're right. This will be our last one. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. No, I don't want to. You know what? I'm going to save Jason Anderson's question about uh, about yelling steroids because that's another uh -huh. long story. Would you say it's yep. a long story or a short story? Uh, it's not that long of a story. As a matter of fact, that actually happened. Uh, he asked, has anybody ever yelled steroids? That, that was the same weekend, that wasn't night, it? That same day. That same weekend, we went to IHOP that night. Yeah, that's right. And we were right. sitting there eating, and some big fat loser yelled out steroids from his table and then put his head down as if he didn't just yell out steroids. So I yelled out obese back to him, you know, which is stupid and childish. But I wanted to make a point of how stupid it was what he was doing by returning it with my own stupidity. Didn't he leave? Um, didn't he, like, walk out of the restaurant after that? He, 
Yeah, he walked out. He was upset about being called obese, but he was fat, and, you know, I look like I'm on steroids. You look like you're obese. He's so. lucky. He's lucky that uh, you didn't go have one of your crazy roid rages and beat him and all his friends <laughs> up. I do not have roid rages. Everybody I'm just does. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm too busy getting caught by groupies. Uh, <laughs> all your all of your testosterone had been leaked out through your penis, by the way. That actually, that's interesting that that actually happened the same weekend. Um, and I, I had to say that that, that kid uh, who did that was insane because there was like, first of all, him and all his friends, if you take away the obesity, didn't have the combined muscle that you had or, or even that I had. So it was like, it was us. It was like five or six people with us and like three guys that were all bigger than any one of those guys that they're with and all older and bigger. Yes. Um, so like when I was a kid, I would never do anything like that because I wouldn't want to die. I would never do that anyway. Like, if I saw a person that was 700 pounds, I'd never be like, fat. You know, I just don't understand, like, that mentality. I think he wanted to impress his friends. And then when he realized so when he realized what he had done, he was like, oh, shit, I better get the fuck out of here. Yep. All right, PJ. Let's call this a show. You're right. We're, this is now 2.03 a.m. for me. And uh, fortunately for you, it's 11 o'clock p.m. So. Well, I am flying tomorrow, so I still have to pack. Yeah. Um, well, that takes no time. I just shove all that shit into a one suitcase and zip it up and I'm ready to go. You're, you're, a, pro, you're a pro at that by this point. I am a, definitely a pro. I have my, I try to get everything into one suitcase that I can carry on. I don't like to yeah. wait. That's smart. Very smart. Plus if you're flying most airlines now, it's $25 each way. I don't have to do that anymore because I'm elite member. I'm a platinum member. So I get up to three bags for free, but just saying, not, not trying to make you jealous or anything, but. I am jealous. You are on a higher level of travel status than I am. Than almost anybody. And I, and I hate you being on a higher level uh, of anything than me. So that does bother me. You're gonna, you're gonna. If I only would have like a platinum card, I would like to, I would show it to you often. But they don't give a card, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, speaking of higher statuses, uh, follow me on Twitter as I have uh, almost fifty more Twitter followers than PJ Braun once again. Interesting how that happens, huh? I, it just I, you go up in a big spurt when you when you petition people to follow you. And I just automatically, after a little, after your petition ends, people follow me again for the substance, and uh, you lose out every time. Well, you know what? I win when it counts. You're kind of like the New England Patriots that went undefeated in the regular season, and everybody made a big deal about them, but then they lost the Super Bowl to the team that really counted, the Giants. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. I win when it counts. You put up numbers, but I win when it counts. Um, what, is the, what is the big number we're shooting for? What's the next contest? Do we say 3,000? I think what we were going to say, I think... We'll, we'll we'll probably push it off a little while to like three thousand, but we'll, we'll, I'm not uh, ready to, to to like get into the Twitter war right now. We have other things. No, we got a lot on. of other important things. But I got I got to say, PJ, just uh, to point out, I did pay my debt. Did I not? Uh, yes, you did. Yes, you did pay your debt. Paid my debt. Uh, okay. He came through. So not only am I a generous Jew, but I'm a Jew who pays his debts. He's a man of his word. A Jew of his word. All right, PJ, let's play uh, your next uh, music to take us out, and you should now be writing down the music to tell me so that I can go to sleep now. All yes, right? I will get you music very fast. Um, let's try to do this show again next week. What do you say? Yeah, uh, it shouldn't be a problem. I'll be back on Tuesday so we can set something up as soon as I get back. All right, guys, uh, thank you for listening to Iron Empire Radio. The show was presented to you by Iron Mag Labs, and uh, if you uh, listen to this show, then you know that uh, – Rob and Gina should uh, be supported as they are not only make good products, but they're also good people. Very good people. All right. Uh, That's it for this show. PJ, thank you very much. All right. I will get your music. All right. Bye.